Welcome to Earth Matters, bringing you environment and social justice stories. Today's story, The School Strikers, was produced on the lands of the Ngunnawal and Ngambri, the Canberra region, and also the Yuan Nation around Maruya, the south coast. For Community Radio 3CR in Melbourne, Nam, Wurundjeri country, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. I'm Beck Horridge. Our house is on fire. I'm here to say our house is on fire. Adults keep saying that we owe it to the young people to give them hope. But I don't want your hope. I don't want you to be hopeful. I want you to panic. I want you to feel the fear I feel every day. And then I want you to act. I want you to act as if the house is on fire. Because it is. That's Rihanna, a year 11 student from Lake Tuggernong College, quoting Greta Thunberg, the young Swedish inspiration for the new global hope, the school strikers. On March the 15th, more than 1.5 million young people in 2,069 cities of 125 countries across the world went on strike from school, calling for real climate action. In Canberra, students spoke to a massive crowd, overflowing from every edge of Garima Place. The speeches were some of the best I've ever heard, and now Earth Matters brings them to you. And later in the show, I'll join Will Douglas, the Maruya teacher, who has been suspended from teaching for supporting the school strike. But first, to Garima Place, Canberra, at noon on the 15th of March. I'm in year 12 at Marici College. For any of the other college students here, you all know I'm serious about climate change because I sacrificed my time writing assignments to write this speech. I've always had a passion for activism and argumentation. I've gotten in many a political debate with pretty much everyone on pretty much every topic. My friends describe me as passionate, and the people that dislike me describe me as loud, persistent, and annoying. But I'm willing to be labelled as that if it means I can help change the world. My name is Tali, and I'm in year 11 at Narrabunda College. As you probably are aware, Narrabunda College is a very academically focused school. So it was a hard decision to make to dedicate so much of my time to this movement. But ultimately, we do not have the time to sit around and debate while our planet is burning. So, why are we all at this climate strike today? We're in the thick of a climate crisis. Last year, we saw Queensland flooding, New South Wales in drought, and Tasmania on fire all at the same time. We know that fossil fuels, especially coal, are the number one cause of this crisis. Yet, our politicians are letting coal billionaires like Adani open up one of the largest untapped coal reserves on this planet. A federal election is coming up, but our politicians aren't listening to us. The majority of Australians want urgent action on climate change, but we're not seeing that action from the people in positions of political power. As school students, we can't vote, so we're striking to make our generation's voices heard. We know that climate change is the number one issue we face. So together, we need to make sure that this federal election, our politicians know that too. If our politicians really care about us, then they must, number one, stop Adani's coal mine. 
Number two, say no to any new coal or gas projects. And number three, transition Australia to 100% renewable energy by 2030. And we aren't alone. Today's students in over 50 locations across Australia are striking in every capital city and over 30 regional towns, from Townsville to Yapon, to Gundagai and Coffs Harbour, Hobart and Ballarat. And our movement is global too. Students in over 50 countries across the world are striking with us today. But this is just the beginning. We have only a decade to turn this crisis around. It's going to take all of us working together in our communities. We talk, we'll talk more about what each of us can do after today later. But for now, I wanted to hand over to Shane Halloran to welcome us to country and remind us of the history and struggles of the land on which we stand today. Please make him feel welcome. On behalf of my elders, I say, Yuma, Yumalundi, Yangu Galanyin, Naruweri, Ngunnawal Dara. Hello and welcome. Today, we're all here in Ngunnawal country. Firstly, I acknowledge my ancestors and my elders, the Ngunnawal people, who are the traditional custodians of the region encompassing Canberra, the ACT, and surrounds. The Ngunnawal people pay our respects to our traditional neighbours, the Gadangara to the northeast, the Wogaloo to the south, the Wiradjuri to the west, the Yuan to the east, and the Ngarago to the southeast. We know that Welcome to Country is an ancient Aboriginal protocol that ensures once welcomed, your body and spirit are protected whilst on another's land. The Ngunnawal people welcome you and call on our ancestors to provide a safe journey during your time on country. Yinjimara Daura, Yinjimara Ngunnawal Gutha. We ask that you respect the land we stand on and we ask that you respect the people and traditions in Ngunnawal country. I'd like to acknowledge any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people here today. I'd like to acknowledge and pay my respects to all elders, both Indigenous and non-Indigenous. Your knowledge and experience is valuable in helping guide our modern society to shape an inclusive future for all who live in this country. Our elders teach us that to learn while on our journey, we have to ask questions and advice from those whose footprints we walk on. They teach us that to initiate discussion on topics that aren't always addressed when they need to be. The Ngunnawal people stand with you in protest. We share the frustration when our elected leaders won't take action on climate change. We share the disbelief that no action is taken because it doesn't potentially fit into a political agenda or because actions stand in the way of the common yielding to big business. We urge you to keep up this energy to not only protest, but to educate ourselves and others in what's needed to make crucial changes needed to care for our environment. Yumalundi Galambani, Gajali Yinjimara. Welcome, and may we all find peace and respect together. Thank you. Thank you. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Now I'd like to welcome our first speaker. Ruben is from Lynham High School, and he's in Year 7. to talk about why he cares about climate action. He's here because he's speaking to allow future generations to have just a good life as we have had. Welcome Ruben, please. 
Hello, my name is Ruben and I'm a year seven at Lynham High. Thank we pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and acknowledge that the important part that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people have to play in the Canberra community. We're learning more and more over how over 2,000 years, the Aboriginal people worked with the land and respected our climate. Our current political figures, however, seem to be less interested in the well-being of our planet and more in million-dollar deals with the coal industry. But, but now it's our turn as students to take care of our planet and our climate, as did the Aboriginal. We are just coming out of one of the hottest and there were days where I couldn't do the things that I love because of a problem that's not being fixed. I would come home and see on the news huge droughts and bushfires that are making families' lives across Australia and the world a living hell. I don't want us and the future generations to have to experience that on a daily basis. We're here today missing valuable school time to strive for a problem that should be being fixed by the people who are meant to be running this country. We are here to save our futures in a problem that has proved to be too hard for people with over 20 years of experience. We are here to stop pollution and fossil fuels and in the process ultimately save the world. <laughs> Although our current climate situation is not great, there are things that we can do and that others are doing. We need to face it, our climate is in a terrible state. With around 21.3 billion tonnes of carbon dioxide being burned per year, it's going to take a big effort to clean up, but it can be done. For example, Germany has agreed to end reliance on coal by 2038, and the UK, who is already a lower user of fossil fuels, is planning to phase it out completely by 2025. The <laughs> These stories are proof that there is a way to make Australia and the world renewable and sustainable. Currently, Australia is ranked the worst in the world on climate action. Do we really want to hold that label? The Prime Minister and others in the government have been very critical of us students here striking today. So to you, ScoMo, you want us to stop striking? We will, when you stop accepting political donations from fossil fuel companies. Yeah. We will, when you stop using taxpayers' money to prop up unprofitable projects like Adani. We will when you stop pretending emissions aren't rising and commit to real emission reduction targets. We will when you start taking our future seriously and show us you care about the climate that we will be forced to live in. I want a future where the government of Australia is working to protect our planet. I want a future where we still have seasons, it still rains, and we don't have to live through 100 days of 30 degree heat. I want a future. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ruben. Wasn't that an amazing speech? Now, I would like you to all repeat after me. No more corporate greed. No more corporate greed. Renewables are what we need. Renewables are what we need. We will choose. We will decide. We will choose. We will decide. We will fight to turn the tide.
Your weather matters. I'm Beck Horridge. We're joining the school strikers at their incredible Canberra rally on March the 15th, where tears of mixed emotions kept pouring down my cheeks. I would like to introduce our next speaker. Her name is Lucy. She's 16 and she goes to Radford College. She's going to be talking about who causes climate change and who is affected. She's here because people have known about climate change for a long time and we are not taking the action that needs to be taken. Hi everyone, I'm Lucy. According to the UN, we have until 2030 to limit the disastrous consequences of climate change. That's 11 years. Most of us here will be in our 20s then. Some of the very young ones will be in their teens. And to the adults here, it's not your fault. Well, only a minuscule amount. It's stupid to blame ordinary people for climate change. Altogether, they have an effect, but overwhelmingly, climate change is the fault of a very small number of people, which is why we're here today, to show this minority who are ruining it for everyone that we will not accept it. It might seem like humankind blindly sleepwalked into climate change without realizing the consequences, but this is not true. Do not be fooled into thinking that powerful people who deny climate change are just idiots who don't believe science because they are so much more than that. They know climate change is happening. They knew before we were even born and they made the decision to ignore it. ExxonMobil, the world's largest oil and gas company, knew about climate change in 1977, 11 years before anyone in the public knew about it. And they spent millions of dollars hiding the evidence and promoting false information, exactly like the tobacco industry. They knew that their business was a threat to the entire world and they didn't care. The world is being destroyed because some filthy billionaires saw the end coming and decided that making money off it was better than saving it. The same thing is happening now with our government. They know all about climate change, but coal companies are paying enormous amounts of money for them to not do anything about it, and politicians are accepting it because apparently money is more important to them than protecting our planet. And when they do have a climate policy, it is one that doesn't stop Adani and just manages to meet our very low goals. Soft, gentle climate policies that are just an afterthought are not good enough. You should have done those back when we had time. We need drastic and radical action. We need to stop Adani to stop all fossil fuel projects and get to zero carbon emissions. If the government isn't putting climate change front and centre, then they aren't taking it seriously enough. Every country in the world needs to do as much as they can, big countries and small countries. No country is doing enough right now. No political party is doing enough either. The trouble with politicians is that they can't see past the next election and they can't make any long-term changes because in a few years there will be a new government that could undo it all. There are so many things about politics that prevent climate action. Can't they just put all these aside and work together to solve this issue that affects everyone? It doesn't seem like that will ever happen, though. So it's clear that a small amount of rich people are the ones causing climate change. But the worst part is that those people will never experience its worst effects. They live in first world countries with temperate climates 
and many of them will die before climate change reaches them. The people who will be affected are people in poor countries, especially equatorial and low-lying countries. These people have never done anything to cause climate change, and yet they are already being hit with more and more natural disasters and extreme weather. Some of these countries, like India, are just starting to become more developed, and so they're using coal more. But we can't blame them for doing something that Western countries have been doing for over 200 years. We rose to power with coal. Why shouldn't they? Well, they shouldn't. But it's hard for poor countries to use renewable energy because of their limited resources, which is why it's even more important for rich countries like Australia to step up and do as much as we can, because we can. Which brings me back to us. When it seems like you're up against a wall of injustice and corruption, it's easy to feel hopeless. But do not lose hope. That just leads to giving up. We are just powerless children, of course, but we are not moping around feeling sad. We are here fighting today, fueled by our anger and our youthful energy. <laughs> children all around the world, fighting for climate action, fighting against the system of greed that is preventing it. Together we can make a difference. Thank you so much, Lucy, for that amazing speech. The speech is ended with a mass phone call to Scott Morrison's office. Here it is. Prime Minister's office, good afternoon. Hi. <laughs> we are the student strikers. We are the student strikers. We want to stop Adani. We want to stop Adani. No new coal or gas. No new coal or gas. 100% renewables. 100% renewables. Now, you can do that at home as well. Just look up their numbers. Get ringing. And then the thousands of young people bursting with empowered joy march chanting through the capital. calling on all sectors of the economy to mobilise, not only schools. The student strikers are inviting you to the second Global Strike for Future on May 24. They're calling for you to start your local event as soon as possible and spread the word so they can centralise all events on the world map and beat all records. To see their faces and the colour of the parade, do go to the 3CR Earth Matters homepage where there's a link to the film. And now we're heading to the Maruya Prepol Station, where we'll meet with the teacher, Will Douglas, who has been suspended by the Department of Education for his support for the school strike for climate. Tell us the story. 
Well, I can't tell you too much because it's still under investigation from the department. The whole issue came about from me being invited to a youth action forum at the uh, Maria Golf Club, and I went over and attended that on my, uh, my own time at lunchtime as an invited candidate. And I simply reminded kids that if they were planning on doing anything at their school for the climate strike, that they actually uh, registered because that was something that you know was required of them. And on the basis of that, I have not been offered work at my school. I've been teaching at this school for about 14 years. I'm a professional casual teacher. I cover all faculties. I teach in all areas. I haven't been offered work since then. And there is a formal department investigation, which I'm still waiting to, uh, to uh, read what the report says and answer their allegations. So here I sit, handing out on pre-poll. <laughs> Astounding. So your income's been cut. How are you managing? Well, there... Um, there's always a couple of um, acorns in a, in a hollow log somewhere, uh, firstly. Secondly, my kids have been wonderful, supporting two of my daughters at university to help them pay their rents. And a group of uh, teachers um, have put together a petition to support my reinstatement. And attached to that petition, it's over a thousand signatures, someone told me the other day. Excuse me again. So remember, vote for the Greens, vote for your grandchildren. Because the status quo got us into this mess. We need to change politics to get us out. So, yeah, I'm, so I'm supporting my kids at uni, but they're all, they're all good. They're all taking extra shifts at work, so I believe, and um, they all work as waitresses and waiters and for the university, etc. And um, the, the teachers who started the petition also set up a crowd funder for me. And I haven't actually seen it, but I've been told that there's some money in there. So that, that assists at the moment. But this is not about me. I'm just roadkill in this. I'm collateral damage. You know, this was a, this was a malicious attempt to stop me um, from talking about the things that matter. And this is a climate change election. So it's not about me. It is about the kids, about 120 kids and 80 members of the community who marched on Friday in our little country town, Maruya. They marched for climate action. They, they want climate action now. They understand the science. Whereas the status quo, the conservative politicians don't. Hey, thank you very much. No worries. Very supportive. Appreciate it. Happy to help. Cheers. So you were there at the march? Yes, of course. I'd... How did it feel for oh, you? Oh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And the, the students felt um, very, I think, very um, empowered by the whole thing. So I'm, I'm very happy that I reminded them that there was a process to follow if they were in, indeed striking. And I think it also helped the system because those students all had uh, parental leave. They had leave passes, so there was nobody wagging school to be on the strike. So their parents were totally supporting their right to this part of their education, and this is part of their life education. You're not going to let everything you need in school. Well, I'm a school teacher, I'm saying that. Okay, so this is more about what this election stands for, and I think it this has become very rapidly a climate change. Of course, this leads into the federal election in a couple of months' time, where we have a conservative governments that have been fighting uh, real climate change actions since forever. How long till you can expect to get your teaching work back? I've been told that I might be offered work again after the election. The New South Wales election? Yeah, the state election. So I'm looking forward to getting back to school. I have so many kids stopping me and saying, when are you coming back to school, sir? It's been very, very supportive. I have members of staff who have given me support. And everyone sort of understands that once the process starts, the education department has to has to follow through. It's uh, any complaint from the community or from a, from within the system.
reason I decided to run for the Greens, I've been a member of the Greens for a long time and I actually started the Yorubadala Greens. But like everybody, I'm so busy, you know, with my work, my four kids, my farm, house. But when I saw Mr Morrison as then Treasurer waving a piece of coal around in Parliament, I thought that was the most cynical gesture I'd ever seen. And that's when I decided, OK, if an opening comes up, I will run in this state election. I'm so glad that you are. <laughs> will Douglas, thank you for talking to Earth Matters. Thanks very much, Beck. It's really, really good to talk to you. In the program notes on the Earth Matters homepage, you'll find a link to the petition and the fundraiser. You've been listening to Earth Matters. This edition was produced in the studios of Radio 2XX Canberra on the lands of the Ngunnawal and Ngambri peoples. For Radio 3CR in Melbourne, in Wurundjeri country, and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. Earth Matters would like to thank the Community Broadcasting Foundation for their generous financial support. And if you'd like to get in touch with Earth Matters team, you can email us at earthmatters3cr at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page on Earth Matters 3CR Radio or follow us on Twitter at EarthMRadio. If you'd like to listen to or share editions of Earth Matters, you can find this and all the Earth Matters podcasts at 3cr.org.au forward slash Earth Matters. That's all for today's show. Thanks so much for sharing this time with us. The Earth Matters team will be back next week with more environmental and social justice stories. I'd like to welcome Jess from Campbell High School. She's in year nine. She'll be performing The Difference by Missy Higgins. You guys are in for something really special. Jess is here because she cares about her future. Please make us welcome. Thank you.